You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Juan, there was a lot that happened over the weekend. Uh, A lot of official visits, a lot of visits, last-minute visits taking place prior to National Signing Day coming up Wednesday, which is what we're going to be talking about. Also, I think it might be a fan favorite, home run hire for me, uh, Brian McClendon coming back uh, between the hedges uh, yeah, as a receivers awesome. coach. Big deal right there. Another thing we're going to talk about there. But first, as you know, guys, the show is brought to you by La Terrain. Use code DGD at checkout for 10% off your purchase site-wide. With that being said, we'll go ahead and go jump straight into this. BMAT coming back. I don't know if people genuinely understand just how big of a, a hire this is. Uh, obviously, uh, he gets the receivers coach and pass game coordinator uh, title there. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, that means more to to me. And, and like I said, we'll talk about this. Uh, you know, you being a receiver, I think you can kind of see where this is going to. Um you know, a lot more here. In my opinion, it's a chess move rather than a checkers move. Uh, and I want to go ahead and get your thoughts on the hire overall first off. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's awesome. He's a Georgia guy, right? Um, you know, his dad coached. You know, his dad was actually there, um, you know, my, my first couple of years uh, being at Georgia. But he's a Georgia guy. Um, you know, he he's develops receivers. Um, and then also he's an unbelievable recruiter. So for those that are coming in and then also too, don't be surprised if February 2nd, we actually get some flips. Um, I actually saw on, on Twitter, we had a guy, one of the receivers from IMG that uh, he's a 2023 that was like, wow, B Mac is actually going back to Georgia. This is huge. So um, that, that's just something that's, you know, it, it, it's only a plus for Georgia. Oh, no, without without a doubt. Um, and the, the guy you're talking to is 2023 uh, five-star receiver uh, Brandon Ennis out of South Florida. Yep, um, yep. And look, that's a big thing, right? George, in my opinion, and this may be something that you can uh, reflect here as well, it seems like the receiver position, right? We've, we've talked about this at nauseum at this point with, um, you know, look with the likes of A.D. Mitchell, um, you know, Lad McConkey, uh, obviously what we brought in with, you know, George Pickens, things like that. But we're not doing it on a consistent enough level. And I'm telling you right now, BMAC will bring the recruiting to that level for the receiver position that's going to get those guys in there. If you don't know what kind of recruiting prowess this guy has, just at Georgia alone, Todd Gurley, Keith Marshall, um, also had Chubb and Michelle. He was a primary recruiter for all of those guys. Uh, Even at South Carolina, J.C. Horn, Josh Van recruited those guys you know, beat us straight up for those guys. Um, so wherever he's went, he's had a track record for elite recruiting prowess. That's coming back to Georgia. That's only going to help get us in, in my position, in my thought, uh, a position of need, um, you know, recruiting the receiver position, right? I know I listed a lot of running backs, but do understand that he was a running backs coach and then spent a year at the receiver position. Um Look, I'm telling you now, I am over the moon happy for this guy. Like him coming back, you know, at first it looked like a actually a step down to come from Miami to um, to Georgia, but then obviously now you see the pass game coordinator uh, title there thrown on as well. With, with Todd Munkin, obviously, you know, questionable there. 
regardless, I think our offense just got a lot better from not even just a recruiting standpoint, but also a development standpoint. The guy can coach. He can coach his ass off. Um, so, like I said, overall, I'm telling you, I think it's a, a home run hire. Uh, Patrick also says that BMAC was a strong pick in his opinion. I can't be more. I can't be more right with. It. I agree with that so much. Uh, and look, if you're not if you're not familiar with him, I highly suggest you start to look into that immediately. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, what what what's the the other thing is is he's a very personable guy, um, great guy. But the the addition of pass game coordinator that's something additional that he can talk to about the receivers because you know that was one of my gripes for receivers is, you know, are we ever going to be able to get that five-star or, you know, continuously get those five-star guys in there with all the rotation and all the different things that they do. But now that he's going to be one of the pass game coordinators, he can actually talk to those receivers about that. So not only are you going to be, you know, coming in here blocking, being a part of it, but I'm the pass game coordinator, which, you know, we're not going to be just pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball like we did before, you know, we're starting to open up the offense. Absolutely. I, I think I, I think Kirby made this move as a statement hire. And and what I mean by that is, you know, you, you saw I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was on social media where um, was it Luther Burden and Evan Stewart were talking about Georgia. They were asked about Georgia's passing game and, and their comments to me just showed that, like, the, per, the perception wasn't what elite receivers look for. And, and with this hire understanding what kind of recruiting background he brings, uh, understanding, like, you know, production as well. J.C. Horn, Josh Van, but, you know, J.C. was a first-round draft pick, right? You look at, you know, obviously the running backs that he recruited here at Georgia, all drafted, you know, all drafted, doing very well, did very well in the NFL. That speaks volumes. And Kirby, to take him away from Miami, you know, from a co-OC down to a receiver's coach, you know, initially that was a statement higher. That just to me shows me that, you know, BMAC, one, it's home, and two, he just wanted to, you know, come and be, be a piece that, you know, Georgia needs to to literally continue that sustained success that we're expecting now, right, since we just come off that national title. Um, and, look, I, I fully think that that's going to be the case. Um, you know, looking at AD, looking at, you know, all the guys in the receiving room, not, and just think – you, you give me BMAC with just the receivers alone, I'm not even talking about Brock Bowers right now. I'm not talking about, our you know, Kenny McIntosh. I'm not talking about Milton out of the backfield yet. He's going to be in charge of all those guys. Understanding what he what he brings with the running back background as well, he's going to help get the most out of Ken, Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh. And I, this is what's going to happen. I, I just It's too – the writing's on the wall for me. It really is. Well, and, and you add in Mike Bobo coming back as a as as an offensive analyst. Um, you can see that Kirby is his plans are building just an absolute empire, um, and 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 the only way to do that is just get the finest coaches around you. Where again, you look at the Nick Sabans of the world, who's had the Lane Kiffins and the Sarkeesians and all these guys that are that are head coaches right now. But he had strong personality, strong minded. Uh, guys that had one goal and that was to win championships and that is what Kirby is doing now is is surrounding himself by elite um, high profile coaches to continue that tradition right now Georgia's hot Georgia's absolutely hot so why not continue to uh, uh, you know just to, to to bring the heat and then of course hire excellent coaches uh, 
to, to go along with that. Yeah, and you brought up Mike Bobo as well. Like, you know, he gets a bad rap, in my opinion, for what happened at Auburn, right? But let's be honest, Auburn is a shit show. And, you know, him being the offensive coordinator there, you know, look, what we saw with Mike Bobo, you know, and you might be more attuned to this as well, the offense wasn't the problem when he was there. The defense couldn't stop things. If if you go back to some of his, you know, some of the games that he coached that are more notable, look at the scores of what Georgia was putting up and then look at how many points the opposition was putting up. Yeah. The defense was, in my opinion, the problem. Scoring points, scoring points was not the problem. You bring him back as an analyst, right? And, and like you said, you look at what Bama, their, their model, right, for bringing in these guys as analysts, and, and that right there builds that attrition. You know, it, it basically sets that foundation for attrition. You know it's coming. You're preparing yourself a year in advance. Get these guys as analysts. Transition them into, uh, you know, let them step in as coordinators, things like that. We saw it with Muschamp. It's happening now. I'm, I'm telling you, Kirby, you are right. Kirby is setting up, a, you know, an empire. And it, it, I think he's doing it similar to Bama because, let's be honest, as much as we all hate Bama, it's it's really the kind of almost perfect model, right? So you have to give credit when credit's due there. Doing it Kirby's way, let's see what happens, right? Just coming off the national title. Let's see how Georgia, re, you know, responds. And so far with bringing in Bobo as the analyst, bringing in – uh, bringing in BMAC, in my opinion, you know, I am all for those hires. Really am. Just happy. Well, 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 look at this, too. The other the other big thing is, is you're bringing guys home. Um, and, and, and these guys are, you know, the must champs, Bobos, BMACs. These guys that, you know, really just gave blood, sweat and tears uh, for their university. And again, you're bringing in guys that love Georgia football. And, you know, you've got. Uh, you know, Bobo's been at Auburn, heck, Muschamp's been at Auburn, you know, they've been at Florida, Alabama, they've been all over the place, but to have the opportunity to come back home, I just think that that was the, the destination and their dream job was to, to, to be where they are right now. Um, it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it, it really is to have Georgia guys coaching Georgia football. And, and, you know, we talked about it, I think the last podcast, that only four coaches in the history of college football have actually come home to win a national championship at their alma mater. And, and that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm hundred percent with that. And I do recall that, um, you know, one of the things I do want to bring up though, with BMAC though, I think he sticks around for a year or two, unless, unless maybe he's the offensive coordinator in waiting. Right. My thing is, he's he's on the fast track to being a head coach, in my opinion. Just what I'm seeing from him, I, I think he's destined to be a head coach. The thing about that is, you bring him in as your receivers coach and your you know pass game coordinator, with the intention of you know letting him perform well in that role. And then, I mean, let's be honest, I think Monken leaves, you know, if not this year, maybe next or whatever, depending on. So then you sit there, and then you have that, you know, what do we do with it? Do we you know do we promote Buster? Do we promote BMAT? You know, obviously, I want to see what BMAC can do. And we know what he's done with the running backs because he's had that stint at Georgia. Um, you know, maybe that's something that maybe Kirby's playing for D chess, right? He brings him in as that receivers coach and then know the next year that Monken leaves. Boom, there you go. Offensive coordinator, sole offensive coordinator, hire another run, uh, receivers coach. You know, that's to be determined, whatever the case may be. I, I just think that Kirby's, Kirby's very calculated with this. So I, I expect. I expect another layer that we're not seeing right now. 
But for now, him being the receivers coach, like I said, I'm happy as hell for it. I know you're excited for it. And Georgia fans, you should be excited for it as well. Uh, anybody that's, that shouldn't be probably is going to be playing us next year. So right, that's yeah. we are with that. Well, and, and that's just it. I, I think he may be the the you know the offensive coordinator and wait because right now Munkin is probably the hottest coach uh and, and people don't realize it because what he was able to do with a backup quarterback and a lot of injured players I mean he did not have the full arsenal so imagine having a a, a JT imagine having Darnell earlier um then you you add in you know Bowers and then if you have George Pickens and you have AD and then you have you know, um, Arian. I mean, if he had his entire arsenal of weapons, imagine what Georgia would have looked like. And so for him to do what he did with what he had was pretty special. And so it just goes to show you that he is a pretty good coach and probably one of the hottest ones out there. Oh, rightfully so. I mean, like you said, I mean, we saw a lot of the tight end being used, right? And now this makes me start to think what happens with BMAC being pass game coordinator, right? You get, you know, does that mean? Darnell gets more touches. Does that mean, uh, you know, you start to see more usage out of the receivers, you know, in different route trees, things like that? Because, you know, what we saw with Setson this year, like I'm all for it, right? We opened it enough uh, and it won us a title. You know, you bring BMAC in here, what does that mean? There's so many questions and so much, you know, anticipation and what could happen, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and it also it, says a lot for the backs too. You know, he, he's a he's a running back guy. But, you know, just kind of what we talked about with, you know, with, with Milton and, and all those other guys, you know, you know, they now know, hey, we are probably going to be just as involved in the passing game as everybody else. Um, and, and so that has to bring some excitement for for the running backs. And then even from a recruiting standpoint, uh, that, that that has to bring a lot of excitement. Yeah. I, now, my question is, before we transition to a different topic here, you know, from, you know, what are your thoughts like what, you know, do you think it? we're going to see this change. Do you think this is a sign of Kirby kind of relinquishing a little bit more of that, like hold on the offense? Do you think that's him opening up and letting the guys do their thing? What, what are your thoughts there? He, he, he's going to have to, um, especially if, if he's following the Nick Saban game plan, if you look at it, you know, they, they won their first national championship, just kind of doing what, you know, Georgia's, you know, has done recently, right. Just kind of run the football, do safe passes, you know, play great defense. And now you look at Saban when once Lane Kiffin came in there, he completely just blew all that out of the water. No one would have ever have thought that they would have saw, you know, uh, had an opportunity to see air crimson tide. Right. So now that, you know, you've got your B max, you got your uh, Mike Bobos that are coming in there. These guys do not want to come in there and, and, and want to play safe. Let's just ground and pound three yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, they want to open it up and and, and they want to also get the guys in to Georgia that's going to be able to, you know, be game breakers. And so Kirby now is once he's got, you know, and, and I think that, you know what, you, you're kind of tight fisted until you get that first national championship. Now that you've getting that, got that first national championship out of the way, now let's just open it up. And then who's to say, you know, Kirby's not going to be the next Nick Saban, but in order to do that, you got to keep up with the times and actually, you know, get, get those players, get those coaches around you. That's going to be able to take you to that next level. Oh, without a doubt. <clears throat> you know, with that being said, you're talking about players. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this 2022 class, right? Um, fe you know, February 2nd is national signing day, the traditional national signing day. Let me be clear. Uh, you know, look, there's still some, there's still some targets here for Georgia, 
uh, that could lead up to a, you know, in my opinion, a very good finish uh, to this 2022 class. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with this, um, you know, looking at some names here, do want to kind of bring them out. You're looking at the biggest one, in my opinion, is Chris Miller, right? Um, you know, just coming off of official to Miami. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think it's down to Ohio State and Georgia. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of prediction here in just a minute. But, yeah, Chris Miller, uh, you know, you still got three guys, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Bell, uh, Cole Spear, or not Cole Spear, Dylan Bell, Jordan James, and um, who else was it? Uh, so they're expected to sign um, – Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got also got a new name, a couple new names here that may have just came on late, and that's EJ Lightsey, uh, recent or Florida commit at one point, uh, and then uh, Ryan Paul, or sorry Andrew Paul, sorry Andrew Paul, uh, running back from Texas. My, my thoughts here, you know, Andrew Paul watching his highlights, the kid is that's some grown man stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and obviously I don't know if you're you know if you're one to keep up with it. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of speculation that Jordan James, uh, you know, basically flips from Georgia to uh, to Oregon, actually going up to Eugene uh, with Coach Lanning. But if 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 right if uh, Paul does commit, uh, you know, I think you're getting somewhat of kind of similar to what Branson, you know, put on tape, uh, maybe just a little bit different. But I still think he's a very good running back, and, and like I said. I say this all the time. Stars don't 100% mean everything, right? It does. It means something, but it doesn't mean everything. You know, Lightsey, uh, Paul, both three stars, right? You know, the people can, you know, lose, you know, you have these, I might call them the casuals, right? They see you lose a four-star, you gain a three-star. Oh, what's going on with Georgia? What's going on with Georgia? Right. There's levels to it. And, you know, I understand that, you know, Jordan James is a, is a great uh, player as well. He's a great running back. But Kirby sees some things, and you know, look, Paul's t- Paul has really surged as of late too, you know, and is really coming out uh, and one of these kind of hot commodities later in the in this class. I think he's a dog. I, I just think he's a dog. He just come off an official uh, to Georgia. Look, we one, you know what I'm talking about. This this Georgia, this official visit, they do, you know they 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 go all out, and and I think that's enough to keep him here. Also, think EJ Lightsey. Will commit here. I know a lot of people look at twenty four seven or whatever and expect him to be here. I do too. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts with the? What are your thoughts on this closeout for twenty twenty two? Um, I, I listen. You, you know, you're coming off of a national championship, um, and, and then, you know, again, you know, Georgia's just again rolling out the red carpet. You look at the facilities. You look at everything that's involved. If, if one of those recruits, and I saw, you know, most of those, you know, a lot of those recruits were there at that parade on Saturday. But to walk into Sanford Stadium and see, you know, over 80-something thousand people, and it wasn't even a football game. To hear them, you know, scream and, and everything that was Georgia, right? You know, you, you, you hear the band, you hear everything that's Georgia. And to not want to be a part of that, you know, is it, it's just kind of, you, you know, and, and also, too, Georgia's building a dynasty. Like I'll, I'll tell people, I, I think out of the next five years, the least amount of national championships Georgia will probably win will be two. Um, it, it, it's it's that special. So it's it's one of those. Hey, either get on the train or get ran over. And uh, you know, I, I think looking at that, um, you know, to to close out, I think February second is going to be a great day where you're going to see Kirby doing a lot of his Twitter posts that just say "Go Dogs." Inject that into my veins, my man. Inject it into my veins. Yep. 
look, I'll, you know, it's always fun to get those go dogs tweets, right? It's just the way it is. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, 2022 for us, you know, top three class, I, I think, you know, if we finish off with Lightsey, finish off with Paul, you know, make sure that we get the guys that are signed or committed, uh, make sure they sign on the line. Uh, and if you bring in Kristen Miller, look, that solidifies a top three class, another top three class. Let me be clear with that. You, you see, you know, and I, we've said this before here, right? Top 10 classes nationally, top 15 classes nationally are nice. But when it comes to the SEC, that's average. And, you know, to, to for Georgia to keep being where we need to be, we're going to have to keep this level. And look, now Georgia's got an army of recruiters. We saw what Billy Napier's doing right in Florida, hiring all these guys, you know, game changer, coordinator, all that bullshit, right? Like, you can call it what you want to, but Kirby brings in those guys. You don't need – 2000 guys to sit there and do what Kirby's about to do. Right. Right. So you sit there, you bring in that you bring in the big guns that you know, that are elite recruiters and the writing is on the wall from there. So, you know, look, come Wednesday, we'll sit here and we'll, we'll sit back on this 2022 class, you know, as we kind of finish it up, you know, and look at, you know, look at the pieces, right. What did Georgia get? What we need, what does Georgia need from here? Right. Look, Georgia's going to hit the portal. They're going to hit the portal. It's just a matter of when. More likely yep. after spring camp, they're going to hit it. And I expect Kirby, no less, he's going to hit those home run guys. That's, he's not going to go in for just some some random player just to fill up the position they need. Doesn't need to. He's going to go for the impact player. You saw it last year, right? Arie Gilbert, uh, Tyke Smith, uh, uh, Darian Kendrick. All three of those guys, elite players at their positions. Big time names coming out of high school, whatever you want to call it. Kirby goes for impact players, and I don't, and I see that being the same. And, and if you it really come G Day, right? I think G Day, if we sit there and do what I'm thinking we're going to do, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this as it comes up. Look, I think you're going to see a lot of airing it out, right? A yep. lot of airing it out. Get these kids, you know, get this notion of Georgia's not a passing school, right? Like they don't use the receivers that much. They use the tight ends a lot. We did. We did, but I guarantee you, we'll, you'll see more pr- uh, production out of the receiving cl- uh, receiving core this year. I think you have to. This is just a prediction, though. Yeah. Uh, well, but also too, you you know, it, it, it's almost like you're you're making do with what you have at the time. Um, and again, Munkin did not have all of his arsenal, uh, so imagine what that would have looked like um, if if he had that. So you get a healthy Georgia team. Uh, offensively with all the receivers and, and, and the tight ends and running backs that we have. Uh, wow. It, it's going to be something special. Absolutely. Look, we're going to wrap this thing up today. No Q and a today guys, uh, for those watching, um, look, we're, you know, obviously next episode, we're going to be looking at probably the 2023 cycle. Look, this 2023 class, especially in Georgia, you know, this 2023 is absolutely loaded in the state of Georgia. And look, I can't wait to sit here and start looking at this because there's some names that I know. There's some, you know, there's some big targets and, and positions of need that we're going to have to hit again. We're going to start taking a look into there. Might, you know, look at the offseason. I do want to say one thing though. What in the hell is going on in Auburn? Did you hear about the uh, offensive coordinator? Boy, defensive oh boy. coordinator. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Rivers, I think it was from uh, that was hired from the Seahawks. Maybe last a month. So if this is news to anybody, uh, they're off. I think it's one of their coordinators, OC or DC. I forgot. 
gets hired from the Seahawks and now is already stepping down and even been a month. So, you know, the Harson era is off to a great start, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to hell with those folks down there in Auburn, by the right, way. Right, right, right. Um, you know, look, the more that that happens, the better off I'm, I'm going to sleep at night. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, guys, look, you know, obviously stay tuned for Wednesday. You've got, you know, like I said, National Signing Day coming to a close for the 2022 cycle. Uh, a lot of names that Georgia could be in the mix for, obviously Chris Miller being the biggest. Uh, you know, even Shamar Stewart, uh, there's a good shot there. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Also, give a shout-out to those dogs playing for the Rams. Man, oh, man, that was a game. I don't know if you watched uh, NFL over the weekend, but uh, Stafford. Yeah, that was – that was a, yeah. yeah Sony I, I Michelle hope, didn't do look, very much. I hope but Stafford wins what, it. Stafford I hope so. did an outstanding uh, – he, he did great. He did, man. Look, you know, Leonard Floyd, Sony Michelle, you know um, – you know, Stafford, obviously. Look, I hope they win it just for that. Yeah. It's, it, Stafford is overdue for one. Um, so, yeah, obviously, guys, Super Bowl, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this. But, look, go to your own Stafford. Go to your own Michelle, right, all the dogs in the NFL. So, uh, thanks, Patrick, for bringing that up. I forgot to mention that. Uh, on that note, though, we're going to call this show a wrap for today, guys. Like I said, keep an eye out for Wednesday. George is in the mix for a lot of big-time targets left. Uh, let's close this out on a good note. Uh, and then, obviously, as we close that chapter, we move on to the 2023. Remember, it ain't Dale Mullen. You know, it's recruiting season, all right? Yeah. <laughs> it's recruiting season. It never stops. Right, right, right. So, on that note, though, guys, have a great day and go dogs. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast and check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com. 